Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breakout. This is episode number 96 for Wednesday, July 26. Nailed it. My name is Marty Sleeve. I'm joined by Casey Wosu and Nick Calandra. How is everyone doing? I was really thrown off by this whole camera thing. I'm going to be honest. I did <laughs> not think I'd be so thrown off by it, but I was. Uh, I don't think chat would know what you're talking about by this whole camera thing. <laughs> there's yeah. some BT, there's some BTS camera jo- drama, which um, like think if you've ever seen the film Snake Eyes, that had a lot of BTS camera drama. That was about a snuff film though, so that's this is way different. Hello everyone, welcome, welcome to Breakout, your weekly uh, escapist podcast. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we're gonna talk about a bunch of things, a bunch of new Armored Core uh, footage and impressions went up, and let me tell you, people are excited. Armored Core fans are excited. Non-Armored Core fans are excited. The Souls hardcore aficionados are excited. Uh, So we'll chat about that. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, the upcoming Mortal Kombat game, got its first round already of uh, the the first DLC pack of guest characters, which includes three sort of similar characters that are well-known outside the Mortal Kombat sphere. So we'll talk about that and uh, what what our thoughts about guest characters as a whole are. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising 2, a sequel to Immortals Phoenix Rising, which was never officially announced, uh, has been officially, unofficially canceled. So I don't know. <laughs> if, that's one of those, like, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear a sound, does it make noises? Whoa. Um, we'll talk about that while Casey goes to get a beverage. Uh, and then our main topic will be, um, uh, Nick has been, uh, jamming along at Final Fantasy 16. Did you finish Final Fantasy 16, Nick? No. Okay, you don't have to be sad. It's a long game. You're doing great. <laughs> uh, you're further than I am. Uh, but we, we're going to talk uh, sort of about games uh, that take a long time to start getting good. You hear that a lot in games and TV shows and a lot of stuff of like, oh, you just got to wait till blank. And then it really starts getting good. We heard it this weekend with Exoprimal. People are like, oh, just put in put in 15 hours and then it gets wild. And let me tell you, I've seen some of that footage and it does get wild. That game is not just about dinosaurs. <laughs> I thought that game was just about dinosaurs. Turns out it's not. Yeah, uh, so we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the long history of uh, games that take a long time to get good, and and whether um, whether whether we think it's worth putting up with some stuff we don't enjoy to perhaps get to some stuff we enjoy. Uh, but how how are you guys doing? Welcome, happy Wednesday. I am tired. Yes, uh, a merry Wednesday to you all as well. As it usual. is a merry Wednesday. I'm always tired. Uh, you are already. You got. You got to take more Einstein power naps. I, I have been taking lots of naps. Okay. <laughs> the problem is I'm taking naps too late now because then I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, damn it. And then you have, and then the night terrors begin. Yeah. Which is never good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Casey? You got night terrors? No. Uh, I do. I do get an occasional cold sweat though. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah. It's not even that hot in here. Why am I? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'll wake up, I'll fig- I'll get that like falling sensation, I'll wake up and I'll be sweaty, and I'm like, what just happened? What's going on? <laughs> I've, I've literally uh, like fallen into my bed, or at least my brain thinks I have, when I have yeah. those falling dreams. It's like yeah. I hit the bed with impact and I hear noise, and I'm like shocked. They're like, where did I just fall from? <laughs> this is, the world is an unexplainable place. I mean, we're getting fucking, there's the government right now is just having, having a big old time talking about aliens. They're just like, yeah, they're real. Like... <laughs> What are we gonna do about it? We don't know. <laughs> time time dogs know about aliens and and strokes on the podium. Strokes, yeah, the big two, not the Strokes, the band, because the, yeah. the Strokes. Oh, are that'd great. be cool. This was, yeah, this was uh, Mitch McConnell, fucking rest in shit. He's not dead, but I probably Wait, shouldn't say rest in shit. Mitch McConnell, 
had a stroke? Yeah, he just like he pretty much had a speech. Like, he pretty much had a stroke at the podium, and he yeah. just stopped talking and stared forward. And someone said it was like when a dog takes a shit and makes eye contact with you and doesn't <laughs> do anything aside from doing the shit. Uh, uh, we've and then had he just two kinda... sort of political close calls that I I won't color in one direction or the other. But DeSantis was in a car accident and surprisingly yeah. was unhurt. Yeah. And the aliens, I'm I, just telling you. The only, the only thing that surprised me about the McConnell thing was how long it took people to like think like, oh, something's maybe wrong with him. Like <laughs> he kind of just stopped talking, just staring off. We know because a lot of people you don't know. Like it's like is it just normal old? <laughs> like something, <laughs> something bad old. Yeah, this old man. There's a lot of weird things with normal old. He's yeah. only like the fourth or fifth oldest politician in that room. Like, there's right? a lot of, there's I guess. A lot of I don't know. I just, he's a lot of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the video, like, as Grunger says, old people him. do that. Old people do do that. <laughs> Fucking, I forget what's going on. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to condone that man, but I forget shit all the time. It's going to come as a big surprise to you guys. Uh, yeah. And then the UFOs. So it's just a big, big week for, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't wait, know waiting for that. the planet to, to be destroyed. <laughs> I mean, there was Oppenheimer this, this week. It was Oppenheimer. <laughs> it was Boppen. Did either of you guys Boppenheim? Uh, yes. Saturday, Barbie, Sunday, Oppenheimer. Great time was had by all. Both of them? You enjoyed both of them? Yes, both are Incredible. great. Were the was the were the theaters a buzzin? Uh yeah. Tons of people showed up in pink. Like folks were like really happy and cool and like excited to like ex- to, like play around in like the Barbie thing. Uh nobody dressed up for Oppenheimer though. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good know, job, like, guys. Old, time, old timey clothes and like a bunch yeah, of like, suntan lotion. I was I was proud of the general public for not trying to make like a mockery of the subject matter of that movie because <laughs> man, it gets horrific at some. It's point. a little bleak. Yeah, yeah, it turns out when you create an atomic bomb, that's not great. <laughs> that <laughs> but, lingers. But great, great movie. Great movie. Um, there you go. Cinema's back just in time for the strike, and then cinema will be going away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cinema had a good run. Uh, you guys want to get into these little news stories? You guys want to talk about Armor Core? Always. I'm getting more excited. I'm getting more excited. I've been on a little wave. I've been on a little wave with Armored Core. I've been highs. I've had not lows, but like, I don't know if this is going to, what, what's going to happen here. Is this going to be, you know, FromSoft's first quote unquote miss since the, since the Demon yeah, Souls I, area? Like when they first announced it, I was in that same boat of like, yeah. yeah, this might be the rare miss from them that we've been eagerly, not eagerly, but like just anticipating will come at some point. Yeah. But after watching that, that first gameplay preview, not this newer one. Like, I was sold. I was like, ooh, this looks like something that I would really want to play. And it seems like other folks are starting to see that now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, for the, for since then, that that's probably my most excited thing that's coming is Armored Core. Yeah, because they, they were just showing those. Uh, I'm, I'm dropping the new story with the new footage in there. They've just been showing sort of that same small chunk of a mission. Like, they've sh- kind of shown the same mission over and over. And then this is finally where they've really shown sort of the flow of the game, how the missions are relatively bite-sized and, and getting hands-on impressions of, uh, you know, folks in the souls community, like Vati Vidya and, uh, iron pineapple and hearing what, uh, uh, what people just, you know, <laughs> ran, random media. Was, yeah. Did you hear me? Stum- <laughs> I stumbled. We all just kind of lose my thought. It is. Apparently I thought I read that wrong. We, KC's and I's bullshit of our head <laughs> at the same time. We're like, eh. 
<laughs> if you want to know how much it would take to buy me off, it, it would be less than that, seemingly, for me to completely lose my thought. Um, we'll get back. We we'll get back like, to Armored we Core. We like McConnell there for a second. <laughs> maybe that's maybe all that's happened. Maybe Gray Lane popped off it instead of 500 dono. Uh, Darwin is on me with a $2 dono. Thank you so much. I brought my homemade dirty bomb to Opie. Uh, that's yeah, you could bring that to Opie. Didn't he also cheat on his wife? You could bring the infidelity to Opie? Like several times, I think. Yeah. That's not <laughs> like it was, that it was, was just... one that they kind of just casually mentioned <laughs> that they don't really talk about much. I think that was just if like that. between that and Madman, that was just like people were just doing that all the time back then. <laughs> people people be cheating. Um and thank you so much, uh Darwin's dummy. Uh all of our donations right now are going towards our latest goal <clears throat> of funding Adventures Nigh Side Quest season three. Uh, which so we can we confirm. To, we have to call it Side Quest Three. Jack gets annoyed when we call it Season Three, so now we have to just call it Side Quest Three. That's fair. It, it needs a better name. Then we will have side. We will have a new name. We, we have Adventures Nigh Seasons, three. and then we have Side Quest. Side Quests. Three. Let's call it Side Quest Three Point uh, Okay, you can have. I that. mean, is that a spoiler? Do we go to the future? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's just it's side quest three. Now he just wants a decimal. The future. I don't know. It's just. It Wait just a minute! You have it written out. here a season though. You I know. I have it wrong. Jack's Jack yelled at me the other day. Us. Would never get anything wrong. Uh, but yeah, we're donating uh, towards that goal, and we can confirm uh, uh, at least two of the uh, cast members will be Casey and uh, Yahtzee. So there yeah. you go. A- Amy and uh, Amy and Jesse have had their times to play in a side quest, and now the two of you do. So very exciting. Uh, and thank you so much for that donation. And then Gray Lane with a $499.99 dono. Thank Ooh. you so much, Gray Lane. No comment. Just just kindness. Just money. That's what that was. That's, just that's, kindness. That's, 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 let me let these ducats do the talking. <laughs> Uh, just incredibly, yeah. Thank you so much, Grayling. I uh, appreciate it. And then uh, Michael Rich, seven twenty seven, been a member for three months. Uh, here to get good and support amazing content. Hell yeah, Michael. Thank you. Uh, and Mason Daniel with a four nine nine dono. Thank you so much, Mason. As a Kentuckian, I wouldn't be obsessed, <laughs> upset if the turtle retired. Also doing my part for side quest three. Ditch the season. Uh, hope you're all having a good day. How goes it, Casey? It goes it goes well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Does Mason know something that we don't know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but you did not care how Marty or Nick was. Thank you, yeah. thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for, for your support. As always, it means the world to us. Um, but yeah, going back to Armored Core, it's just, um, I'm, I'm really excited because uh, folks got to play quite a bit. They got to talk about um, sort of the similarities and the differences it has to classic Armored Core or more traditional Souls-like games. Um, and hearing that sort of unanimous praise uh, has gotten me really stoked. So where, where are you? you uh, Casey, you said you're pretty high on the roller coaster right now. Yeah, right? this is my most anticipated game of the year right now. Wow. And so soon, it's coming out a month. Yes, I I think a month from I, tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm I'm buying it full price. <laughs> oh my god! That is that is my plan. Deluxe edition, one free Robo. Uh, I'm not doing that deluxe edition. nonsense. Oh oh, he'll buy the two thousand dollar curved monitor, but not the collector's edition. Come on, That's you can get a lot more use out of a two thousand yeah. dollar curved monitor than just a you, single copy of it. Nick, are you gonna buy the steel case for Wandavision that doesn't come with Wandavision? <laughs> that that <laughs> story was fake. <laughs> Confirmed. Doesn't it. matter. Doesn't matter. The joke's real. I mean, I would. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's the one good Marvel thing that's come out in a while. That <laughs> needs to be immortalized. Uh, Nick, what? Uh, where are you at right now? What'd you think? I'm iffy on Armored Core. Like, I've never been a huge fan of the series. I've played a few of them. I, I kind of like my more 
slower and bigger explosions ones like Chrome Hounds and and uh, Hawken when that was a good thing before they re-released it as like a Tony Hawken scary thing. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I played. I think the only few mech games I really played are like a couple of the Armored Cores. I I definitely played Mecha Assault a lot. Uh, and then yeah, I played. That was a good one. I played a lot of Chrome Hounds, even though when it came out, I had no idea what I was doing because that was sure. a complicated game. Yeah, Armored Core is very complicated. Armored Core for PS One, I remember renting several times, really just not knowing what I'm doing. I'm like, yes, this is. I will have spider legs and a cool <laughs> cannon on my back, and I understand weight and fuel as a seven year old. Um, but uh, I definitely wasn't seven. I was like ten. Yeah, I loved. I love um, the. I love the world design and everything of like what they've been showing off. But uh, yes. until I get my hands on it, I don't know. You know if it's gonna be my thing or not. It looks like my yeah. thing. I just don't know yet. I I'm curious if they're gonna do a demo or a public beta or anything like this because, or if it's almost smarter for them not to, because. Would it win people over or would it <clears throat> deter people who are like, I want more Elden Ring? And then they play this and they're like, this isn't Elden Ring. These missions are 95 seconds long. Uh, I'd, so I'm curious. I feel like it would be hard for someone to go into this thinking that they would get Elden Ring. Like mm-hmm. it, it's so far removed from like the other sorts of uh, soul style things. Yeah. That I feel like they know for a fact, OK, this is going to be a little different. And so what I think they're doing a great job of is showing you that, yes, it's different, but it looks fun. Like, yeah, you know, like you're getting like fast paced moving, like big, crazy bosses and like mechs flying around. Like, that's what you imagine when you're like thinking of like a mecha thing, like an anime, for example. Right? Yeah. And it definitely seems like you can finally do that in the game the way you imagine. Whereas lots of mech games prior to this, even even uh, Armored Core games prior to this are a lot more slow. Like they're yeah. way more uh, just methodical in terms of like the combat and the real uh, appeal has always been in just the min maxing strategizing mm-hmm. of building the mech. So like it seems like that's still in there. Ooh, you guys hear me? <laughs> it seems like that's still in there. Uh, but now they actually made the gameplay a lot more fun. So like that's what's gotten me so excited because I can get sucked into the, the min maxing stuff. You just have to give me the loop to go back to to try that, that makes me want it. to yeah that makes yeah. me want to enjoy the playing to earn the money to buy the new things i think that's exactly. what interests me the most about this like uh, somebody in chat already mentioned too is like the verticality in it like there's actually a lot of mm-hmm. level design where i remember a lot of older armored core games were <laughs> not very interesting you're, you're, in an, you're in an octagonal room <laughs> yeah <Have> fun. <laughs> yeah like you run down you float down a street or float through alleyways and just kind of shoot stuff mm-hmm. and like this is like you know elden ring kind of style huge vertical play spaces that that caught my attention in the trailer for sure yeah it looks uh the game the game looks really good um yeah again i'm just um i'm curious how it's gonna review and i'm curious how um the general public's gonna gonna um sort of take to it and wing potato says demos don't sell games i disagree with that um just recently after final fantasy 16 had that demo that a lot of people really liked um square enix said pre-orders kind of skyrocketed um so I think in some, I think good demos sell games. Yeah. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I guess that that could be a caveat we could agree on. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it, it's it's going to be interesting this game when it's sliding in because um, it's going to be a couple weeks after Baldur's Gate, which I don't think there's you know there's not too much uh, too much crossover there. But um, this is coming out the same week as Sea of Stars, and then I think the following week is uh, is Starfield. And sea of Stars uh, got announced. It's the first game that is launching. On both Game Pass and PlayStation Plus, and PlayStation is, Plus like the, the top. Yeah, super like good news for our documentary. 
Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. I'm really excited. Now, about now, that. now Nintendo just needs to to put it on the expansion pack, and then everything Ooh. will be fine. Um, but yeah, and then like a week before Starfield, so um, a lot of a lot of stuff going on now. Yeah, Ooh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, this a lot of games. Already been jam packed. Too many games, and then Nick Nick just fucking started playing the Vampire Survivors like a weirdo. <laughs> what are you doing? Play new games. Why are you playing these vampires? I don't know. <laughs> it's another game like kind of like Marvel Snap where I play it and fall asleep. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. I've been I've been seeing a lot more about Snap. I don't know. I'm, I haven't gotten back into the snaps, but I'm, they, I've been thinking starting about to, to lure you. Oh, I don't know. I don't have a phone game right now. I haven't played Pokemon Go. I haven't played Marvel Snap. I've been playing. I've been playing old Final Fantasy games like a like a ten thousand year old man on your phone. Yeah. Uh, not on my phone. No, I use my phone for for uh, trading for hedging hedging funds. <laughs> Bunch of a lot of four hundred one ks and big shorts. Oh no! Um, yeah, I've seen the movie The Big Short, and that's pretty much what I know about stocks. Uh, one stock I know will be going up will be that of a claim. I forgot who put Warner Brothers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, there you go. I was about to I say, did you, go, did you need to go watch that ZP video? <laughs> I went out of business quite a while ago. Uh, Mortal Kombat One, uh, one of the one of the other big games, uh, the fall um, to the surprise of no one, will have uh, DLC characters, expansion packs, guest characters. Uh, the first uh, character pack was revealed. Handful of uh, classic Mortal Kombat characters, and by classic I mean characters I don't know, but I'm assuming the Mortal Kombat fans know. Um, but including guest characters as Homelander from The Boys, uh, Peacemaker from Peacemaker, and Omni Man from Invincible. Um, it makes total sense that individually these characters are here. Um, they seem very similar to me, and it seems really weird well, that they're it- all in the same pack. It's mostly Homelander and Omni Man, right? Because they're uh, the same. They're like Superman, yeah. but evil. Yeah, right. Like they they fit so well because yes, they're from very gritty superhero universes, and mm-hmm. like Mortal Kombat is essentially just that. Um, and also, uh, including Peacemaker in this, they make the Injustice games, which is just Mortal Kombat but superheroes. <laughs> and so, like they had like RoboCop back in the day, like they could just make that Peacemaker. Yeah. They had Superman. Yeah. They have Green Lantern. Like they can yeah. just put these moves yeah. like it seems very simple yeah that they could almost reuse framework and then do some like because i'm assuming like homelander is going to use laser eyes or whatever to, to burn sure. a person and superman could probably do that yeah um what do you uh casey is our big fighting guy like how how do you feel about these guys characters like are, are you're not one of those like the purity um are you, are uh, no you guest characters have been a thing that fighting games have used to claw their ways back from obscurity for like a long time now um and it has worked like it's always fun especially when they pick like good popular soul characters Calibre and they have star like wars fun movesets yeah yeah soul caliber yeah uh, like it, it has always been a good thing um <clears throat> i don't see anything wrong with the lineup uh other than yeah like maybe those two are a little too similar but like i'm sure like they they know what they're doing that they'll make them feel at least a little bit different from each other maybe not uh-huh. from other iterations of like superhero characters that they've made uh but like i think it's fine like they the the main thing is that they fit the universe like it's not like you have a character that would look strange amongst yeah. the rest of them you don't think like, they should put buzz lightyear in there <laughs> no buzz lightyear getting his, his plastic wings <laughs> ripped off and, yeah, that's, oh that's exactly what i pictured <laughs> i kind of love that you like that sort of stuff i do would would i feel like would take people out of it but like yeah peacemaker punching a hole in somebody's chest 
well, not Peacemaker, I'm sorry. Omni-Man punching a hole in somebody's chest. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Like, that just yeah. makes sense. Peacemaker isn't going to punch a hole through somebody. He's going to milk him. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, milking is not more combat. <laughs> a milkyality, a lactidality. Uh, I, do do we know if John Cena is just going to reprise his, like, will he do voice lines? Because oh, I think he's, that's he's gotta, good. He's that, got That's a good question. I'm curious of all three. Like, is it going to be because it's uh, what's oh, yeah, Anthony Starr as well. Star. And then Omni-Man yeah. is, uh, what's his name? Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Crap. J.K. Simmons. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah J.K. Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. And like you said, Mortal Kombat's been doing this forever. Soul Calibur's been doing this forever. I remember the big Soul Calibur two famously had, depending on which edition you bought, if it was you know GameCube, if it was Link, if it was PlayStation uh, Hihachi, and Hihachi I think Spawn was Xbox. Spawn on Xbox. Yeah, um, uh, you know we've seen that in, in Tony Hawk. We've seen that in Smash. Uh, uh, Fortnite is just this. I mean, they just announced what Futurama is the latest thing to be that's being added. I don't, to I don't really count Fortnite as a guest character because that's it, literally what it is. It, well, no, it's they're just skins. Like it's like this would be like that's like a costume on an existing character. Like oh. guest characters. Like I'm taking this character. Their their attributes. No, they're not just skins. They've, they've added in, in like Anakin and, and Darth Vader and all that, and they play like. You can only use a lightsaber with them and everything. They don't well, just... yeah, I guess that's true for some of them. A lot yeah, of like them, Spider Man, and, and, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. Fortnite, I don't know. Fort, I'm still, Fortnite I'm still salty about them out. giving Ryu a, a gun. <laughs> My boy doesn't need a gun. He's got Dukins. Let him just toss his Dukins at everyone. Street Fighter's never gone too crazy with the the guest things. I think no, they've they never had an outsider guest characters. I don't think because Akuma and Ryu were DLC for for Asura's Wrath, and I don't know if Asura made his way into. Yeah, and that wasn't even a Capcom game, was it? Asura's it was Wrath? Capcom. It was. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was published by Capcom. It was developed by CyberConnect. Um, so yeah, they they keep Street Fighter pure for the most part. But like, yeah, unless what Capcom character wouldn't be weird. I mean, they had Marvel versus Capcom, I guess. But that's again, literally the thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's mashup. I yeah, like and Final Fantasy 15, uh, uh, Tyreal mentioned Tekken Seven had knocked it. Final Fantasy 15, 15 kind of went wild with that. Like I think they they tossed in well Final Fantasy games of that era. There was Final Fantasy games with like Mass Effect tie-ins and with Assassin's Creed tie-ins. Like uh, mostly like costumes characters could wear. But it was a very weird like it felt very much like Square being like, please West notice us. <laughs> Look at our game. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of games that traditionally didn't do that sort of thing started. Like I know Monster Hunter had a lot of weird tie-ins. Like they first it was like in-house, like they put like Mega Man skins and stuff yeah. on there. But then all of a sudden they had like Sonic tie-ins. They had The Witcher. Like you could just be Geralt Gerald, and like yeah. fight a creature from The Witcher in Monster Hunter. So like they just they just started everyone just started uh <laughs> sleeping with each other, I guess. Yeah, like I guess at that point <laughs> all it's this like cross pollination. You know what? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what fighting game that caught my attention this week was that uh, Project L from Riot, the League of Legends. Oh game. yeah, oh, just yeah, footage of that. Yeah, oh. it got shown off earlier today. Yeah, that one's looking good. It's gonna be playable for the first time at Evo. And that's the one that's like uh, set. It's like a League of Legends fighting yep. game, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's all League of Legends characters. Looks, looks like uh, an Arc Systems fighter. Yes. In a great way, like those games are gorgeous, and so yeah, they, they um, really good. yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, the big the big thing about it was the the duos, um, which is which is interesting. Like it, uh, you, you could play two on two matches, and it's like an actual tag team where two people play against two people, and when AC's fighting, he's fighting, and then when he tags out, I'm fighting. Um, 
which is neat. I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming games have done that before. It seemed newish to me. Not, not in this existed. way, though, because they're the way they were talking about it in the video was like to pair moves. So like you could be doing a move, tag your guy at the right time, and then he can continue the move on the other character as they're fighting. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's a lot, I it's a lot more like integrated than just swipping out for health just, bars. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but that's cool. It's... Uh, I feel like it's tough for a new um, for a new fighting game to kind of break through and like really kind of catch the catch the populace's eye. So uh, I'll be curious if this is one to get through. Obviously, it has a big you know license behind it. I don't know what the crossover of uh, uh, MOBA fans to fighting game fans are. Probably not. They're not completely I, separate circles. There's I think some of that Venn diagram goes over. Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, I, I think we'll learn that information for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they, they've had decent luck uh, with uh, sort of, you know, spreading the seeds of the League of Legends IP in other places, uh, Arcane being the, the the probably the most successful. None of the game, other games feel like they've, like there have been ones that were re- well received, but none of them feel like they like ever ha- have like really popped yet, right? Um, like they made, they make like the action RPG, the, the, the one that one team you were like gunfire did gunfire make one no, that, make that up? airship syndicate ruin king airship syndicate that's it ruin king um so yeah it'll be interesting to see if uh if this is the one that could kind of break through and if there could be a new uh new sort of kid on the playground because we haven't had one in a while uh, i feel like i feel like it's League funny of that- legends fans eat up most of league of legends stuff so yeah 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 i think that's true i mean they 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 go where Raya tells them to, which uh, I guess is uh, <clears throat> guess has been a good thing for that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last uh, the last news bit before we move on to the main topic, uh, Mortals Phoenix Rising two. Uh, so there there was a report like a year or two ago that uh, Ubisoft Quebec was working on uh, a sequel to Ubisoft or to to uh, Mortals Phoenix Rising, which was set in the world of Greek mythology. I think they said this like the the report was that this one was going to be set in like uh, like polynesian mythology or, or sort of uh, uh southeast asian mythology uh but uh however a report again came out today that uh the game has internally been canceled uh and uh ubisoft sort of confirmed by saying that uh oh yeah resources uh at ubisoft quebec have been allocated to different franchises and everything um as someone who was a, a really big fan of the first game like i thought the first game was like the best someone has tried to do Breath of the Wild other than Breath of the Wild and no one needs to type in fucking Genshin Impact. You can we know. just fucking you can fucking take your G's and your engines and throw them out the window. I don't care about them. Uh, the first game was really cool and I think the second game could have been awesome. Uh, and so it's a bummer to uh, see this getting canceled and I assume like resources being put towards I guess more proven franchises. Um, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, that yeah, kind of part thing. Of me, um, part of me feels they, like they... What do you think? Yeah, part of me feels like they... <laughs> I hate that it's canceled because I, I already said it on Twitter. Like, I feel like Immortals had like the most heart of any Ubisoft game in a while. Like, it's just, it was fun. It wasn't entirely like brand new, but it was like a fresh take using their formula. Uh, <laughs> I really liked, you know, I know a lot of people, I know it's divisive, like whether people like the, the dialogue from the gods or whatever, but I thought it was really fun. The narrating. I yeah, I thought it was funny. And I would have, yeah. yeah, I would have yeah, loved to, I would have loved to have seen like an expanded, like more procedural dialogue system that really just, makes fun of you and picks at you the entire time you're playing kind of having fun with that um you know they're, they're at yeah they could have really ran with the idea of like gods trying to almost screw you over like a like a dm yeah as you play yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what i wanted out of tiny tina's wonderland 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that felt like that was one of the early promises of that. And then, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't necessarily blame Ubisoft because like how many free-to-play games have they announced over the last five years and how many did they cancel and they kind of lost their way, I think, for a little bit. Um, you know, now they're focusing on these big franchises when they've got the IP from Star Wars, they've got the IP of Avatar, you know, you've got yeah. your, you probably have a new Far Cry coming soon. You've got, you know, X Defiant, which is actually much better than I gave it credit for, even though I still hate the name. Um, do, 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 what if they change it to Twitter Defiant? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You got to change your overlays. We got to get rid of these birds. Shit. We got to put the X's Never. there. Not doing yeah, it. Yeah, fuck okay. that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, like, if I think even that news story that came out today, like where Ubisoft was kind of shitting on their own game, saying like, "Oh yeah, this Star Wars game is going to be a three to four hundred hour unfinishable thing." It seems like scaling back, focusing on the franchises that work, getting some you know momentum going again for their projects, and then coming back to the table with more creative stuff. I just I just hope they kind of do the EA approach, where like EA went back to a lot of its biggest franchises or these these tentpole things, got it right. And then they've mm-hmm. launched EA Originals because Ubisoft was doing a bunch of cool indie projects. But as of right they now, they did technically release a sequel to Valiant Hearts on only on Netflix. Yeah. If a, game, if a game comes out on Netflix, does it? I, I don't know why I keep doing Zen Cohen's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I just, I just yeah. hope like this gives them, you know, a better financial quarter and like start pumping out more original stuff again. Because like right now, Prince of Persia is he only like, original like artistic you know indie kind of feeling project they've got working on and even that's a full price game it's 60 bucks yeah i mean i'd say right now that they're the the four games they showed off um at e3 or ubisoft forward yeah that was this that was this summer yeah Yeah. uh like i'm excited for all four of the games i'm excited for ac mirage i'm excited for avatar (laughs) I'll watch that movie at some point. Uh, I thought Outlaws looked great, and um, Prince of Persia looks looks awesome. So mm. I do think if these four games land, I think uh, comparing them to how you know EA, um, you know, sort of nailed it with with stuff like It Takes Two, and then Dead Space, and then Jedi Survivor, and Wild Hearts, and stuff is is pretty apt. So uh, I'm excited. I'm bummed that this got canceled, but this was never even officially announced and this stuff happens all the time and we don't know about it. It just is one of those cases where we know about this one. Yeah. And also doesn't um, mean they'll never revisit the franchise. It just, no, like, no, not right at all. Focusing your resources on getting these four projects, right. Plus golden bones yeah. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Skull and bones. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah, maybe they've also they've also like, in the background been like re-releasing things every now and then i'm not sure if that's testing the water for stuff but like uh like a while ago we got the scott pilgrim versus the world oh uh, yeah beat him up as like a full uh like definitive edition mm-hmm. and now they've done the same thing with um clash of uh heroes mm-hmm. yeah uh, magic yeah. which is a fantastic game like yeah <laughs> so like I'm wondering if they're like if that's what they're using to like make up for these smaller projects that they used to have coming out every now and then. Like, all right, well, let's see what's in the library that was good, and then like we'll put it in a package and sell it over again. Yeah, maybe you guys can will the Black Flag remake into existence during your playthroughs. <laughs> like, yeah. Screen Black Flag starting tonight in 90 minutes. Watch yeah. Casey and Jesse get Jesse to the booty. <laughs> we we had a lot of uh, different titles on the. <laughs> 
Well, that's going to be a sub-funding goal. Fund what the title <laughs> of the stream is. Right now, it's vanilla old Jesse and Casey play Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which seems <laughs> that's fine for the normies. Yeah, it could have been get Jesse to the sea, get, get Jesse, Jesse to the, to the beach. Shmi. Get Jesse well, to the SME was brought up. Usually, when you say put somebody in the sea, that's not a great thing. <laughs> Just like I'm gonna eat you into the sea. He's getting no. He's getting to the sea. He's gotta get the salt in his hair. Yeah, there's seven of them. Pick one. Yeah, there's, there's so many seas. I believe in Black Flag. There's one sea. I think you're in one sea. <laughs> uh, so and exactly, Jobly, how we willed the Metal Gear remasters, how we willed the Dead Space remake. We we have this we have this power. Um, Half Life Three will come out by the time we finish Portal. I'm sure. Um, that probably that probably no, I'm, I'm the only one with the power to will sequels into existence. We know this. Uh, this. This is true. I mean, we literally just mentioned two examples of us doing it. But no. <laughs> can we all have that power? No, I, I will. We can share powers. I, I will Space Marine 2 into existence. I have all the power. You're welcome. Can I give you a big list of stuff bad I now. I hope can you're I give you a bad. Big list of stuff I want. No. Did you say I hope you're bad? Yeah. <laughs> no that's not good um nick you know i bet you would have uh wished you could have willed the first 15 hours of final fantasy 16 to go a little bit quicker and get to the stuff (laughs) that you really liked uh because then you might have had a more enjoyable time but nick you are you were close to the ending of final fantasy 16 where are you at uh pretty much at the final boss you know it's the final boss yeah Okay. It literally can't be anybody else. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, some games do telegraph that quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But sometimes, what if you end up fighting God afterwards? I mean, that's <laughs> I'm going to fight God. It's like a 50, <laughs> okay. 50 chance. But what if you have to end up fighting like a shadow version of yourself? That's, it's either God or it's shadow you. Already done that. Uh, you've already done that. That is true. That is that's actually relatively early on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, you're nearing the end of Final Fantasy 16, and uh, uh, I remember when you started the game, you were kind of bummed out. You were like, "There's a lot of talking. This is uh, the the mission design is is kind of linear. Not feeling it." Uh, however, something clicked eventually, and and tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I mean, like those those criticisms still stand. Uh, it's just it got more interesting once the story actually got into its groove. So there's you know when you're in the first few chapters, like there's a lot of explaining the world all this kind of stuff but weirdly like a lot of the missions just have so much dialogue for their non-important important characters that it just drags for a long time and then there's a mission where the world kind of gets darker and, and things start happening and then the pace picks up um so that's kind of where it finally clicked for me it just it just took a long time to get there or it felt like a really long time um, yeah and until that moment happens like the story isn't really doing anything for me wasn't at least um so i mean is it just the story that has dragged for you or like was the gameplay at least keeping you entertained along the way it's it's really just the story like i like the gameplay you start getting a lot more different powers and you can min max you mix mix and match them and all that and like the combat is a lot deeper than it looks on the surface even from the you know the stuff you probably play in the demo um but i mean like the mission structure is literally Cutscene, run to a place, fight a thing. Cutscene, run to a place, fight a thing. Cutscene, and then like the overall pacing in the game is like, you you know start here. You're you're doing some bullshit missions. Then you get to a big story beat, and then the pacing comes crashing down. Stops. You do a couple more bullshit missions. Go to the next big story beat. Same thing over and over. It's like a huge fucking wave the entire time you're playing. Uh-huh. 
and the game doesn't yeah especially if you if you're doing a lot of side quests and stuff because that's like uh, you're just getting tossed around side by side yeah so i mean so is can you not do the side quests? i haven't done any of the side quests there's there's missions in between like your big story beats that are you have to do them and yeah that almost feel like side quests sometimes i mean they're, they're like relatively unimportant yeah i mean like literally there's a mission where you need to go back to your home base click x three times to rifle or start go through books and then that's it and that's the mission and like you can think of a better way to go through books i I guess (laughs) i just uh you know i think there's the game the game takes a long time to get going and i also think like you could cut out a third of that game and not really lose anything like a lot of this stuff could just been done through cutscenes, or i don't know but like i've been I, you know it's kind of funny because like uncharted has a lot of talking and cutscenes and all that too right but like when you're talking with a character in those games you're actively still playing you know walking to a new area climbing something doing something right in these games it's like you got to put the controller down you gotta sit and watch you gotta sit and listen watch a movie and yeah. and it you know like thankfully like once you get further into the game those things become farther and farther in between each other in the first part of the game it takes a long time to get to the actual gameplay as everybody saw in the post ep stream like he did like three combat encounters in two hours so yeah and those early combat encounters are uh, it's the game the combat is weak it doesn't feel good until you pretty much have three icons that you can Mm -hmm. um, shuffle between and that's when combat starts feeling like one of my Japanese animes. Yeah. Um, so how many hours do you think, John Lee asked, how many hours uh, in going with the title of this episode, like how many hours do you think it took before you were like, okay, I'm aboard for this. And would you say that that is like an amount you'd recommend to people to be like, put up with it, put up with the game, even <laughs> if you don't like it for X, because you'll get to a point where you do dig it. Uh, well, to realize if I cut out a third of the game by not doing the side quest, I don't think so. Like, I know some people have said the side quests are worth doing, but I just, unless you're really deep into the game. No, I think, I think it means literally like you might've cut out a third of the, oh, like, well then the a game. third of the campaign, main campaign could be cut and not lose anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but eh, I don't know, maybe five to seven hours to really get to the meat of the game, I would say. And I think it just depends. Is that too much? Is that too much? I, I think it just depends on the game. Like. A Dark Souls game, like you're not really getting into the meat until you're maybe three or four hours in. And once you've kind of gone through the early areas and grinded a little bit, a story game like this where it keeps taking control out of my hands for three out of those four hours, that's a lot. That's a lot if you're not like immediately hooked by the story. Yeah, it feels like your mileage may vary depending on the story. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, I completely agree with everything you said, but I was hooked by the story. So that was the thing. I was almost like putting up with the the kind of weird uh, 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 shifty pace because like when I got to those story beats, I was like, all right, I, I care about these characters now and I want to, I want to know what's going on with them. I guess that's also a tutorial thing. Um, like we mentioned some games on board you right away. And then some games, it feels like you're having your hand held for the first mm. hour, five mm. hours, sometimes mm. 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. Casey, how do you, how do you feel about that? Do you, you're a big gameplay guy. Do you want to just like, are you like, give me the meat and potatoes right now? Oftentimes, yes. Like I'll, I will for sure get like pushed away from something if they're taking way too long to get to where I'm doing anything. But uh, on top of you know it depending on the game, I think it also kind of depends on the person mm-hmm. because there have been instances where it's like, okay, this this is very story heavy at the start, 
but it but i personally like what's in that story or i like something yeah. about the world or characters and so like all right i'll wait until like i'll hear all this because this is interesting to me and then i'll get the other stuff like um i'll talk about this a little bit later but like i, I reviewed remnant 2 and it's fully optional but there's a lot of reading in that game okay. and i spend a lot of time reading i didn't have to but like i wanted to and like that's and it was very early on so like i wasn't playing the game i was running around reading shit because it was just it, that interesting it, it, like what like what was the reading just like optional like, like notes yeah like, and so, like yeah like, like world building and stuff yeah like literal world because like that game is all about a bunch of different worlds so like yeah. i'll go to a place and then find a book and that book will have a fable like it's not about any characters that exist in that world or that you know but it's like oh here's a story of the the bird and the bear and, and like a bunch of different places had different stories like that but like i would okay. read it and get sucked into the fable like oh is this based on something because this is like a really good ass fable yeah yeah <laughs> i think uh, uh i think final fantasy 16 16's problem is like is that it's literally linear for the most part with, the, with aside from these side quests and so like there's there's some areas of the game that are incredibly pretty, but I mean, like, you, you literally just follow the path and walk forward to the next red. Yeah, very look, don't touch. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, I, I even with the tutorial stuff, like if I actually had an open world to explore, that could have hooked me more at the start, just because like I was like, oh, what that castle over there? I want to go check that out. I want to go see this. I want to go see that. Like, so that lets you control the pacing of yeah, like there's a lot of actually playing the game. I mean, there's a lot of space in this game. Like some of the areas are big. There's just nothing to find or do in them. Well, and when you find the items, it's like three gil. Yeah, I'm like, and great. I'm like 25 <laughs> hours of the game, and it'll be like six gil, and I'm like, yeah. fuck off. So, like that's like if I would like go blocks out of my way to pick up a penny. Like what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I, honestly, like. <laughs> Like I kind of said when we talked about this last week, like Final Fantasy 16 feels like it's designed. I mean, definitely designed by people that have made MMOs before. It also yeah. has like straight up JRPG design where you got to follow the trail till they get the next to the combat encounter and all that. And then, yeah, and then it's also you know a big cinematic blockbuster. And it's trying to be several things at once. Yeah, and I, I think mm. I think it should have just if you really wanted to hit it hit it home out of the park, like structure it like a God of War game, you know, like. You, Go to area combat encounter, big cutscene. Go to area combat encounter, big cutscene, and cut out all those filler stuff that wasn't really necessary. You say that a lot of people have said God of War twenty eighteen and Ragnarok both start slow. I'll say um, uh, I'm okay. I should clarify. I'm talking about God of War one through three. <laughs> oh, okay, the the PS two games. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Just, yeah, it's. I also um, disagree that at least the first God of War starts slow. I don't think that game starts slow at all. So I, slow either. I think <laughs> I put God of War twenty eighteen into a list of stuff like Red Dead 2, um, Phantom Pain, Arkham Asylum as openings that are great the first time. And then when I've gone back to replay the (laughs) games, I've been like, fucking get me to the stuff. Like, what are we doing? Like, you had a magic trick. I found out how you did the magic trick and loved it. And now you're making me watch the magic trick again. Yeah, Phantom Uh, Pain, I can see that for sure. (laughs) Yeah, like if you just had to crawl through that hospital again, like, oh, can you just sort of give me like a really quick, like, just get me up the pace and then toss me (laughs) in Afghanistan or wherever the hell I was. Um, And uh, Red Dead, the Snowy Mountains, uh, uh, same thing. Again, first time, I think those are amazing. But then uh, uh, on on a replay, they can they can be. I mean, you know, that's like kind of watching your favorite TV show for the again and trying to get the meat of it too. So that's just how these uh, yeah. cinematic games are kind of structured. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, w- I, w- I would agree with that. And in the same Unless way, Game like of Thrones. Game of Thrones just starts right off the bat. <laughs> while those, yeah, like zombies eat a man and then they cut a horse in half and they cut um, a guy's head off. Great. And just, yeah, but even like the first season of Breaking Bad is pretty slow compared <laughs> yeah. to like compared to the rest of Breaking Bad. Um, and yeah, no, yeah you, it you took know, me a while I, to I, get into I, it. I watched the first episode of Breaking Bad like three times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's gotta, like, I'll get through this at some point in my life. Um, yeah, JRPGs uh, get pointed to a lot for this. Um, Final Fantasy, uh, I think Final Fantasy 13 is one of the famous examples of, oh, uh, just run through hallways for 20 hours and then eventually, um, I heard someone describe it as it's 20 hours of running through shit-fueled sewage systems <laughs> and then you finally like appear and you get out and it's like fucking Shawshank Redemption and you're out and you're free and then you're able to like enjoy the like the gorgeous sort of open areas of the game. Um, even I would say yeah. Persona 4 and Persona 5, uh, as much as I like them the first time, uh, those can be very handholdy um, opening couple hours that take a long time to both introduce you to the world and introduce you to their mechanics. And, um, you know, it, it can take five hours, 10 hours until a game like really hooks you. I'm getting that now with Pikmin 4. It took me like the better part of the opening three hour demo, which isn't the longest, but like half of the three hour demo is so handholdy and i'm like why are you all talking this is pikmin stop fucking talking to each other like i don't care like we're not this isn't a conversation game uh and then by the end of it it's like okay this is gonna be the loop i'm into it and now i'm like 15 hours into it and i'm i'm just hooked and now when they do talk i'm like okay you've earned the right to talk because i'm hooked you didn't you didn't earn the right to talk at that at that start um yeah, six, i think which 16, is part of 16 needed to give you more gameplay to start before you get into like the this whole exposition dump. yeah it just really and it tried to by it starts you in media res with the with the phoenix and ifrit fight um but it's out of context and you're like what is this, this yeah. is just like a old goblin I mean, even even the tutorial just fighting your uncle takes too long <laughs> Yeah, that is that is very that is a very <laughs> every everything in that like I I was so in one of the later missions and this is kind of like tied to the topic but not really but like one of the later later missions in the game I was like in the desert and I'm, I'm like oh a traveling merchant I'm gonna go talk to him and get when I get my potions back and all that right you talk to him and he goes on and on. And on, I'm like, is the menu ever going to come up for me to buy something? And then it didn't. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I sat here for four <laughs> minutes listening to your story. And now I can't even buy my fucking potion. I'm just wow. leaving. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, this is this is exactly what makes me mad about this game. <laughs> That's pretty much it, it in a nutshell. I feel like they trolled yeah. me. I feel like they did that on purpose. <laughs> It was almost like a test to see like how long can this guy last before oh my he goes God. insane. I, I yeah. think that was the whole point. It must have been an in joke or something because if it wasn't, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like uh, uh, a handful of Zelda games have a similar problem. Uh, Twilight Princess is is the big one people point to, and then Okami, which <laughs> is like I don't know, that's like a, a Zelda game by marriage or like it's an adopted Zelda game. Uh, they take like. A good five hours to like really get you into the world whereas breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom lampy you mentioned earlier how um those games do such a great job especially tears of the kingdom of you have this opening area that's relatively quick you know hour 90 minutes and you've learned the core mechanics and then throughout the rest of the game you're kind of learning 
the intricacies of the game by doing things like you're not like it's not tutorializing you it's you find a shrine and it makes you rethink how a certain aspect of the world works and that's knowledge you take with you and um you can use to solve puzzles and combat situations you know as you go on as someone who has not played very much tears of the kingdom but of what i've played has almost exclusively been shrines yeah a lot of the shrines that you first come across in like that first area you drop into do give you a ton of tutorial missions it's like the only thing you do in that shrine is learn a mechanic yeah like, oh, this is how you throw a thing this is how you yeah or this is how you sneak up behind an enemy and get a yeah strike. and like yeah. and those weren't that fun if i'm yeah honest. especially if you had played yeah. breath of the wild and you're like well i don't need to know mm-hmm. this like I, I put 100 hours in that other game so yeah like, they, that is they a put good that stuff actually. they put that stuff in there but like i guess it is up to you whether or not you hit it but like it's a it's a it's, it's a random shot in the dark at that point because i'm just could looking you, for shrines. could you imagine if you somehow skip those and then came back 75 hours later you're like what the fuck why are you teaching me how to fire an arrow <laughs> 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 like i've killed ganon what are we doing um yeah and then there's uh I, I was I was trying to I was looking at just a big list of games I've played, which I'm a weirdo and I have a big list of games I played and other no, games I that, do that too actually I don't think that's weird. Oh, I just like mine is mine is very large. Uh, speaking of Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Three famously has a very long introduction sequence yeah, where you don't play as the main character; you play as the main character's father. Um, and uh, it's one of those like just get me to the stuff like I want to go to the frontier stuff. Like this is what you promised me. Like. All the previews were like, there you go, fighting, fighting the Revolutionary War, go to the Boston Tea Party. And you're like, why am I, why am I this debutante going to the ball? <laughs> we mo- we need more games about debutantes, though. Uh, friggin'. Well, even, even that, though, even that, even that, though, yeah, like, that is true. with Assassin's Creed, like, you're still in the world and doing stuff. Final Fantasy, like, literally is a movie for the first hour. <laughs> Yeah, I guess yeah. that's a literally why I put it, down fifteen. It, because I mean, like, I think that's the like it was just a that's really a like movie. matter of taste thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, I don't again like I and a, I tweeted about that. Like my my I think my taste has changed since playing the Souls games and all that. Where I'm just thrown in the world and told to figure it out. And so like I used to be really big on like the cinematic, you know, over the top characters and all that. But now like I want to experience that character growth in game. And so like even like I think one of my biggest complaints with final fantasy is 16 too, is like, I, I really like the characters actually a lot. Like I think most of them are really interesting and, and well done, mm-hmm. but like, I don't get to ex- like Jill and Jill and uh, Clive's relationship. That's like my favorite part of the game. Honestly, like I really like, you know, their, their whole tale together, but like, you just don't get to experience really any of it outside of. Con- yeah. It feels very disparate from, there's cutscenes and dialogue and then there's sort of in combat and that's one thing i wish is that characters like did more together in combat talked more together there were dual attacks like persona does a good job of making you feel like like you guys are a team they'll like goof together in battle they'll do dual attacks they'll like the characters kind of interact with each other whereas in this it's just like i have my dog i have my girl i have me mm-hmm. and we will fight and we will not speak to each other until the battle is done <laughs> and martin um, torres is so younger nick Litter liked final fantasy 16 no i said i like final fantasy 16 i think the game just takes a while to get started That's yeah it. like i ended i have ended up really enjoying it like i'm playing i'm about to finish it i really enjoyed the story it the cutscenes later on do a much better job of like actually having things going on it's just those opening hours are <laughs> it's a drag. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um 
you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying the game still as well. Because I, I, like, uh, I still like my cinematic games. Like, I love, I just played through Jedi Survivor. I'd say there's a lot of cinematics in that. I really love that. I love God of War's cinematics. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think, maybe one of the other issues with Final Fantasy 16 specifically is, like, <laughs> the, there's really well-produced cutscenes, and then a lot of them are just the characters walking into the scene, having, a, you know, the Bioware face as Yahtzee's newest EP talks about, and that kind of takes me out of the experience, too. Um, I think he... Man, that doesn't take me out at all. I watched his new EP and I just didn't get it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just reading what these characters are doing. Like, I've been. This is what RPGs have been like. I don't know, forever. Yeah, I did. I, that's a, that's a me thing. That's yeah. not a everyone should think like me thing. That is. I, just took, I did take off subtitles, so I'm not just reading what they're saying and skipping through it. Oh, I definitely put subtitles. That, that, I'm definitely skipping through it. That could be uh, an issue where, since you come from a big JRPG background you are used to that yes. dichotomy of I this think is the exactly cutscene version and then this is the low-res mm-hmm. game version. Yep. It's yep. like now, I mean, the game looks um, like really, really good now, but back in the day, you would have like a fully CGI cutscene that showed you all this awesome stuff and then you'd have like big black characters. you'd have characters. Cloud looking yeah. like a little, like a little <laughs> frumpy guy. Right, so like they're still doing that, I guess, but it's like now, especially for people who haven't been used to it, like that can definitely be jarring. Cause like, mm-hmm. this is what it's supposed to look like or what you're showing me it looks like. And then like, so why is all of this way cheaper? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think with 16 is just like the, the quality jump in like a big, un, big, nice cut scene, even when they're just talking to each other to like, all of a sudden they're just standing in a room and like walking stiffly. <laughs> it's just kind of jarring to me, but that's a completely other topic. Yeah. Um, a couple other, couple other recent games. I know a lot of people have said, Yakuza like a dragon that opening oh, here until you get to what is it Yokohama? Yeah, all the all the Yakuza games take a while. Yakuza, yeah, Yakuza, yeah. Yakuza four or no five. I'm having a I I couldn't I couldn't do it. It was just too long. Like the tax, I hate the taxi stuff. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate the taxi. Yeah, the taxi. <laughs> well, and then early on in like a dragon, they throw you to that sewer dungeon, and you're yeah. like, "Is this is this ever is this the end? rest of my life? Does the rest of this game take place in the sewer dungeon?" I think it's legitimately like I'll have moments in games if I can't solve a puzzle, I'm like, "The game must be broke. This can't be me. <laughs> it's not, the game's broke." And it's it's 100 percent of the times it's me. I kept going through that sewer, and I was like, "I think this game is broke. I think <laughs> yeah. it forgot to give me an exit to the sewer. <laughs> it's just creating more sewer every time I turn <laughs> yeah, the corner." Yeah, um, a crazy glitch though. That would be a yeah. It's like the the, the game became self aware. Have you noticed? Producing more have you noticed? <laughs> the games we're talking about are uh, Eastern design games. <laughs> no. A lot of Japanese games. Yeah, I was going to mention. Uh, it's kind of a staple two. of very long exposition sections, part of the design yeah. of their games, which is, is fine. Like, And it's not like Western. Man. RPGs don't have that. But every, I think 90% of the games I wrote down are Japanese. Yeah. Is Skyrim not guilty of this with its opening cart scene and the dragon not, attack? Not really. Is that, like you're, is that short enough? You're in and out of that in 30, 30 minutes at tops, I think, and then the world opens up and you're free to do whatever you want. And, yeah, it, and even even it. that, like, there's stuff going on the whole time. And, like, The Witcher, kind of the same thing. Like, there's a long, there's a bit of a long horse ride, but, like, as soon as you finish, like, these first few missions that get you right into the story, then the world opens up and you can do whatever you want. Um, yeah. Um, in in a sort of smaller scale, um, I think restarting or the opening bit of um, sort of cozy 
builder farming sims like Animal Crossing or like Stardew Valley, I think if you go back and like be like, I want to start a new Stardew Valley game or I want to start a new Animal Animal Crossing Island, you're like, oh, this opening is kind of slow. Like until I get the tools that really make the loop interesting, like oh, I guess I'll just break all these fucking rocks and pull these weeds and like. <laughs> I mean, but that, friends that's kind of horse neighbor. It's kind of the whole loop of those games that start with nothing and slowly build your way up to something. Yeah, but I'm I'm curious if that like uh if that curve is as effective on multiple playthroughs in the same way that I'm like the opening of Phantom Pain fucking rules the first time. And the second time you're like, oh no, why are we doing this? And so like maybe like clearing my clearing my field of rocks and weeds feels great the first time. And then the second time I'm like, no, I just want to get to the point where like I'm really managing my time and I'm I'm kissing people and fighting Fighting dwarves and dungeons. Yeah, I mean, I'll, do you fight dwarves and dungeons? In the I'll, I will. Probably. Yeah, I'll never. I will never be able to replay any of the Yakuza games because they just take too long to get going. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All of them, yeah, all of them take I'll too long. There. <laughs> um, you guys are much bigger uh, uh, multiplayer guys than I am. And uh, one of the games we mentioned before was Exoprimal, which we played on Game Night this weekend. Um, and a lot of people are saying it's the weird thing about that game is like it takes ten hours of doing missions for really crazy shit to start unlocking that sounds like they complete like way different enemy types than just the dinos missions that are way more dinos at once uh full two team 10 person raid like events like it sounds so and, and if you would have played or watched what we did over the weekend like you're like i didn't know any of this stuff exists in the game like what like indication is there uh, there so yeah when it comes to multiplayer games like how much should a game show you everything it has right at the start versus like slowly kind of dealing it out to you i mean i, I think multiplayer games you're, you're either hooked or you're not i, I mean and especially I, a game like i don't really have a problem with exoprimal not putting that stuff up front because like you're working to earn that stuff and so if I if I enjoy the game and I play it for ten hours and it still has new stuff to show me later on, like that's a pretty good multiplayer game in my opinion. Yeah, but like, what if you don't even know it exists? You know, good like, it's a surprise. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, yeah, I think, <laughs> no, I think I think that is kind of the goal. Like, it's a, it's a multiplayer. It's primarily a multiplayer game, and so they need a core loop that is in and of itself fun for you to do over and over again. Mm-hmm. And if you bounce off of that core loop then maybe it's just not for you because the people yeah. who stuck around for 10 hours with their friends, they got the reward of maybe not an end game, but like something similar to an end game. Cause like for a lot of these big uh, action RPG type things, people play until they reach the point of the game where the game actually starts, where they start to like make a build and, and like do raid dungeons and, and stuff like that. It, it actually reminded me a lot of monster hunter cause monster hunter will have like a big 20 something hour, campaign that has like a story yeah. but then that always ends and then they give you the after story which is where you get to kind of really take on monster hunter as it's supposed to be where like you have super challenging dinosaurs that you have to get really specific builds and like teamwork to to take on and whatnot and it's just a different game at that point like mm-hmm. it's the same mechanics that you were playing the whole time but now like the game has started because you kind of earned your way there like this seems pretty similar but maybe for some people that opening version is a little too bland and like they would have wanted the the surprise a little sooner yeah would, uh, yeah somebody just brought up atomic heart in the chat and that is the fps genre is one genre where if you spend too much time not doing anything i will immediately stop playing <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of what's the that might have the, the sweet spot. that might have the longest opening. It is really long. It is trying to be Bioshock, but I'm like, you are even, not even Bioshock. Bioshock only has like a five minute opening before you get control and get to do yeah. something. That game has almost a thirty minute opening. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. It, I think that's. I mean, maybe you're saying Half Life. Like that Half Life opening is that long. Like the the Atomic Heart opening is really long. Like it is crazy long, and you can't like with the Half Life opening. I think you can zoot scoot all the way and just fucking. Yep, I hit the thing. Yep, everyone's here. <laughs> like you could probably start combat in five minutes in that game. Whereas Atomic Heart, you're at the mercy of like slow moving gondolas and your flying car and slow ass elevators. Yeah, Atomic, Atomic, Atomic Heart is ridiculous with that intro. Yeah. Did you know Atomic Heart DLC is coming out soon? Dude, I, I keep thinking about going to replay, like, go finish that game, but it just, I got so bored in the first level, and that that, that is one of those games where, like, I've seen what happened, I've seen stuff that comes later, and I'm like, if I keep playing, it'll get there, but it just hasn't hooked me yet, and it's annoying me. Mm-hmm. Actually, it really annoys me when games, like, I'm like, I do want to play this. I'm just so bored. <laughs> like, you, yeah. Get to the good stuff. There, there are instances, though, where the later stuff kind of informs the earlier mundanity. Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah, mundanity. Yeah. Because uh, I, I felt that way about Brothers of Tale of Two Sons, mm-hmm. the, like one of the early Joseph Ferris joints. Like mm-hmm. most of that game's gameplay, like it has the interesting gameplay hook where you control two characters the first time uh, at the same time. But it's very like plain like it's a really basic ass puzzle platformer but all of that serves the purpose of its ending and like the ending's so mind-blowing i'm like i love all of this <laughs> yeah yeah so like that um, that sort of thing it reminds me of the movie seven pounds which is sort of like that too like the the, the beginning oh, of yeah. that will smith movie is kind of boring until you get the twist at the end and then it's like oh shit this was amazing now it all makes sense. okay like you were setting this up on purpose you were getting me in a mood and it worked yeah, so like stuff um, like that, I think, is like the ending informs the rest of the game in that sense. But yeah. like you can only do that, I think, in very specific cases. Yeah, say what say what yeah. you uh, say what you want about like Naughty Dog, but I think I think they are like the best at pacing their games in the entire business. That might be a really hot take. I don't know. But I feel I don't feel like I've ever waited. I mean, they're long just for they're also to go really on. good at openings. Yeah. Like Uncharted Two and The Last of Us have two iconic openings that that people point to as some of the best video game openings ever mm-hmm. i even like i love uncharted 3's opening the bar fight <laughs> that is a cool opening and yeah the, and then the, yeah. and then the kid section um, takes over and then i'm like yeah i hate replaying this part <laughs> did you have a similar thing i saw uh, george lucas is talking about uh death stranding did you have a similar thing with death stranding nick it took you it took you a while i know it took you oh yeah uh, like you've, you've <laughs> talked about how it took you sort of rethinking about the game and, and that, playing it a different game. way but like that game takes. It's probably one of Kojima's faster openings, actually. If I don't, if I think about uh, it, there's a there's a pretty I mean, there's a pretty long cutscene, but you're you're pretty quickly given your first walk to do, and it kind of gets you immersed in the world pretty quick. Yeah, it's, and and if you play it on the like the story difficulty, like I did, then it you know <clears throat> like it just becomes a meditative journey pretty quick. If you're in there for like the gameplay mechanics specifically. Yeah, that takes a while. That takes probably way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 start pretty quickly. Snake just... In 1, you just go through a little summary, and then you 
you're there. And then in two, you just jump off the Verrazano Bridge and you. So it's just like, uh, you, you, uh, you, uh, the, the only Metal Gear I played is four, so. <laughs> Which is a movie. As Kojima. <laughs> That's my only reference. As Kojima point. goes on. Yeah, yes, he gets along. very. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's my only reference. Uh, Lampy says Revengeance so. is quicker. Revengeance is quicker. No game is as quick as Doom 2016, which is you just fucking <laughs> ripping a man's heart out through his chest and then punching a button, and then you get a gun. Yes. And, like, time to rip rip and tear is, is like, five seconds. So, well done. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. So Yeah, Doom. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't uh, think there's an answer. A couple super chats. I oh. Well, I was going to say, I don't think there's really an answer to our question. It's just a matter of, like, no, a, do they really... Can they hook you into the world fast enough? And then how much you <laughs> how much you're willing to put up with if you're like, you know, the cutscenes are boring you or the gameplay is boring you, like it's too many options. And I and I think like obviously us three have a different take on this probably than most, just because we have to play so many different games per year. So like a big game. We kind of have different takes than each other as well. Well, yeah, for sure. References. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean Casey, you play a lot of games that give you kind of instant gratification, right? Like fighting games and like that yeah. is and that has a whole other sort of onboarding game, right? thing right because not even because sometimes yeah uh, the game i work on siege can take a very long time to get good because you don't know what you're doing for so long <laughs> yeah, yeah. that game can be very not fun in the early hours but then once everything clicks and it starts to make sense all of a sudden it's like oh i really get this and like a lot of competitive games yeah be like that yeah, like, like I said, yeah, you hear about that with MOBAs. You hear about the fighting games. Yeah, with Final Fantasy, like I just, I just want more of the character interaction and talking to happen in the game world and not at a standing still cutscene like that. I think that would have fixed most of my issues with it. Like, you know, just have me have like stop making me go to Otto to go talk to fucking Otto. Have Otto walk with me as we talk <laughs> to the next objective. Just wanna, uh, Aaron Sorkin directing uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's like, Get more walking you know, dogs. I need, I, need to, I need to talk to Otto. Like a little walkie-talkie. Yeah, I need to talk to Otto and then I need to go talk to Mid down the workshop. So have Otto walk with me down to the workshop to Mid. Then I talk to Mid. She walks with me back up to the guy in the bookstore. <laughs> what if you did the 360 era thing where you get a call and you have to listen oh. to the call and you walk very slowly like <laughs> in Gears or Arkham oh. or yeah exactly I'm still walking you can't I'm run still and, you can't run and talk. still walking it doesn't matter how slow well, it is I mean still honestly walking. though like when when you just take away complete control from me and I have to sit there and just look at two blank faces talking to each other the first thing I'm doing is looking at my phone if I'm like at least walking, I'm controlling oh. something and you can't, you know, one hand control or one hand. All phone. subbies. You got to go subbies. You can't look at your phone when you got subbies. I mean, you can because you can just listen. I guess. I've, I've been, so uh, I think I've been turning off. Sub- flaw in my subbies. I've been turning off subtitles because it makes me fall asleep <laughs> if I'm reading and not listening. The subtitles make you fall asleep? If I'm not listening and having to read. Yeah. Huh. If I have to like actively, if I'm just reading, I'm not like actively engaging my brain with the game. I'm just reading something. If I'm listening, I feel like that literally feels like it's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like it takes more effort well, see, to read. The I found out. I found out why I was falling asleep playing games in my living room in the basement all the time. It's because I was sitting too far away from the Carbon TV. Monoxide leak? Well, that probably that's you. But I was sitting far too far away from my TV, and it was just like straining my eyes trying to see like the little text on 4K. So it was making me very tired. So now I have okay. a, I have my chair in front of the TV, and I am not falling asleep playing games anymore. I like the idea that you just have a folding chair that you've placed in front of your TV, <laughs> and you're like, "This is my gamer chair." You sit in there and it just blasts you with UV rays. Yes, all of the all of the blue light in my eyeballs. Ah, yeah. uh, yes, Jill. Uh, great game. 
Final Fantasy 16. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. It's, it's, we're living in a universe where you are finishing a Final Fantasy game before me, which is um, <laughs> strange times. Strange times we live in. I, I, uh, I, say, I, like, we, I like the story between Jill and Clive a lot. I wish the game yeah. was much. I, w- I wish the game was smaller scale and more focused on them. You just like it because it bang out. Does that have spoilers? For, yeah, they do. You're, nice. you're not that far behind me then. Hubba hubba. <laughs> uh, Paul with a $2 dono. Nick is no longer daddy, thanks to Gray. You know what? Nick, Nick will always be daddy. I don't know. What show was it earlier this week? Everyone kept calling you daddy, and I didn't like Slightly it. Something else. And then I, oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. And, now, and now you guys are making it a thing, and I hate it. <laughs> oh, I think being daddy's not the worst thing. You shouldn't have told them that you hate Damn it because they're going to make it a more of a thing now. I got yeah, to go get on my. Uh, Rowing machine and get you rid got of got like really weirdly into it and then made everyone uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, anyway, you can't call him daddy. He likes it too much. Nah, if I get into it, that's going to get clipped and that's never going to leave me. So, no. <laughs> I know what's going to happen. Uh, thank you so much, Paul. And uh, Wing Potato with a 999 dono uh, getting us over the 80% mark. Thank Ooh. you so much, Wing Potato. Spec Ops Align needed a generic shooter action to set up the good parts, but no way I would have gotten that far without knowing that the good bits were coming. That is a great point. Um, that is a perfect example of a game. Same thing with something someone in the chat mentioned, Doki Doki Literature Club. Games that kind of do a twist at some point. Like, you never want to tell someone a twist is coming, but if you were just playing Spec Ops under the assumption it was just a third-person shooter, you'd be like, this is kind of bland. I don't I don't need to do this. Or Doki Doki, I, I, that I wonder, this is just like a high school dating sim or whatever. I sure wonder, like, what the completion rate on Spec Ops is and where they stopped. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm were, imagining once people started talking about it, it probably went up, Yeah, right? I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. man, if you had played yeah, Gears of War... Yeah, because I'd heard... Yeah, if you had played, yeah. if you had played right. Gears of War and then went to that game... Whew, yeah, it was a, it was yeah. A big downgrade. Um, I yep, still, th- yep. I still think it's fucking hilarious though that their their big marketing beat was that you could shoot windows to unleash the sand. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, they they put cool. that in magazines. I remember that. You could do it at about three points in the game, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is very cool each time. I stand by. And it. This is very scripted, and they and the other scripted moments are like shoot this wire with an icon on it that drop a thing on somebody's head, <laughs> like great and it's very and it's very cool yeah. i'm very easy to please like tell me what to do and then when i do it something cool happens i'm like hell yeah game, I did game, that. game marketing beats i mean like not that they're not weird now but they focused on really dumb things back then like we brought up last week operation flashpoint smoke effects oh yeah yeah the, big, the biggest cool. biggest I, open no. world ever smoke's <laughs> exactly. always gonna be cool smoke is always cool yeah, this, i like it big dessert remember when madden world. had uh the quarterback vision oh, oh yeah on yeah. oh, the, the truck stick oh man that was dope the truck, truck was really good. I don't understand what it meant, but it's cool. And yeah, if you were running defense, back, you had a, yeah, you could flick oh, yeah. the right stick, and it would yeah. like do like a, oh, a lunging tackle. So yeah, you could really just fuck somebody's shit up. A truck stick. Yeah, that's what they call it. That was truck stick. Truck stick. Uh, before I move on to stuff we've been playing, uh, Darwin's dummy two dollar dono. Daddy likes poo poo. You can't combine two things. You got to choose daddy or poo poo. It feels <laughs> like we're all choosing daddy. We got to put we got to like put poo poo in the hall of fame, like enshrine poo poo. Poo poo's there. We move past poo poo. This is the year of the daddy, 2023. And Lampy with a two-pound dono. Thank you so much. You know what new daddies really deal with? Poo-poo. All right. So that's came, that came before the enshrined thing. It is funny. You combined it in a funny way. Because right? new fathers uh, do have to deal with, with, with poo. You changing diapers. Kids be shitting. Is it true that uh, baby poo doesn't smell until a certain point? No. Yeah, that is Because of their like, diet? Yeah, yeah that, that is true. Oh. Okay, I was, talk- I was talking with a friend about that recently. They have a child. 
It wasn't like two single dudes smoking stogies <laughs> talking about baby shit. Hey, the drew about baby poop. <laughs> just take a just a big big old hit of a heater. Um, so yeah, there you go. Learned a little bit. Nick, you didn't think you were going to learn anything today. And look at you. You came back with a nice little fun fact to put in your back pocket when you more go out to your meetups. Even more reason. Uh, I went off this train. <laughs> uh, Nick, we, we, we talked about Final Fantasy 16, something you've been playing. Casey, uh, you've been playing something. You reviewed something. That review will be up. We have like four. I have like four or three more. I to post. It'll be up when it's I have a fuck. I, I got one coming up tomorrow morning, too. Shit. We got to do, do a viewing afterwards. Nick, we can do a viewing together. A viewing? How exciting is that going to be? A viewing. We can view my 3MR. Oh. A viewing. Oh, yeah. What, what, why are you so confused? I, I'm just, I, just I, thought, watching I, thought, I thought you. Good. I thought you were talking about like, weird. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like watching it after we published it together, and I was like, why would we do that? <laughs> oh, we could set up a. You want to set up a meeting? We'll find a time. I've heard both of us have a lot of meetings tomorrow. I'm not saying who has more meetings, but both of us have a lot of meetings. But hopefully, we'll find a time to uh, to do it. Uh, Casey, you uh, reviewed. It will be going up shortly um, at some point in the near future. Remnant Two, yes. the game that is real. It, we've agreed it is a real game. It's real. I've played it. <laughs> Um, it's fun. Like it, it, if you liked Remnant One, this is more of that. Um, like it's just more. Like that's that's the biggest compliment I can give it because the first game was really fun. It mm-hmm. doesn't change anything drastically. Um, in terms of story, uh, the first game kind of had a really nice bow to the plot that it had, which continues the story from Cronus, which was if you remember like an old VR game from Gunfire Games. That they then released uh to like consoles or whatnot the before the ashes version was that one so like there's a there's a really cool sci-fi story between those two games and it kind of wraps up in a neat bow so remnant 2 was kind of in this odd place where they kind of give you a reason to reopen some of the events that they closed but then they kind of let those events move over to the side and it's like all right this isn't important we have a bunch of dimensions to go to and there's a bunch of cool shit happening over there so like go knock yourself out and like that worked for the most part because like I was way into like all of these disparate worlds and their struggles and the situations and whatnot. Like there's there's one place set in like this um, this planet that has like no more like no sentient life on it anymore. Like it's all robots because the people there uh, have like sacrificed themselves to this arc because like the solar system is dying and then like you meet the person who's holding the arc and like he's just looking for like any life left in the galaxy to like put on this arc. And um, there's a twist as to what the arc actually is, which was really freaking cool. Um, and it's like it's just like really dark sci-fi and fantasy stories just like mesh together because like that's just one situation. And then you mm-hmm. go to an entirely different situation and it's like there's fairies and there's like a king who was like uh, uh, assassinated and like his three most trusted advisors are all suspecting one of the three. And it's like, hey, you new guy, we need your help to figure this out. And it's like you have to go do like a bit of an investigation while yeah. traversing like the big uh, castle and whatnot to get evidence to like pick one of them as the bad guy. And so like, like every single new place I was going to, the characters I was meeting and the situations I was running into was drawing me in to like their world. But like you go to another world and it's an entirely different situation and a new story that draws you into that one. So like I was, I was really blown away by like the quality of the writing and storytelling and all these little pockets. Hell yeah. Yeah. And you said the writing was good and the, the, the little sort of, parables or the little stories that you yeah read. yeah like these little storybooks even had dope writing like they would have like little morals at the end it was like oh don't don't trust the coward or something like that yeah and like <laughs> somewhere in like 
maybe not even in that world, but like you would see like evidence of that parable come to fruition, like maybe elsewhere, like, oh, this is a situation that can maybe be likened to what I've read in this parable. Elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. That's, so like, uh, that's really it's like cool. really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't um, looked like, at any of the really any of the gameplay footage because I just want to go in it fresh. But I've, I've just heard people raving about the bosses in this one, like that they're much better it, designed. They don't rely on ads. Yeah, there's there's one boss fight that had ads, but that boss fight was still really cool. Did they have Patreon? What's going on? No, no, like like additional enemies like oh, yeah, yeah. show up to like a lot of, a lot of the like boss there's... fights in the original game would send like little enemies in between, like you know you get a part It'll of the padded out. Yeah, you get part of the health yeah. bar down. Mm-hmm. They send ads at you, then you get the next part health, and then some more ads at you. Like this game is much more like intricately designed bosses. Yeah, like the the first game had like small instances of bosses like that but it had like full-on raid mechanics in its final boss and like that threw me so much that it made that final boss like way more difficult than i thought it was because like all of a sudden you had to think in a way that you weren't thinking with any of the boss fights beforehand this this game too does a lot better kind of seeding that early on so like every boss isn't just a straight up dodge fest where you just out damage a thing sometimes there's like something unique to figure out like the one that did have ads was like you don't you fight like a floating eye and when that eye is lit up it's stacking the madness status effect on you so it's like like you have to look at it to shoot it but you're getting madness thrown on you and (laughs) then if you turn away that's when the ads come yeah so like it's like a really cool back and forth of like all right how how long can i go staring at this thing how much can i dodge what's around me to keep focused on this one particular thing when it's open and like it's a really harrowing situation that was like really fun to figure out uh, but like my most like the one of the best boss fights I've had in the world is like this labyrinth of a bunch of moving cubes. And like there's like six or seven that are just stamping their way through this maze. And like you're running through the maze and you need to like not be in its path as it comes down. But then you can the boss itself are these little lights on each cube. So you have to seek out each cube and fire <laughs> on the lights on all the different sides of the queue yeah, yeah. over the course of you continuing to dodge throughout that maze. And like it. it's it's really freaking fun. Like it's just fun. Point blank period. Like it was it was tough. It, was, it you know it got frustrating at some points, but it was just fun. And for people who might not have played the first one, that I know the gameplay was sort of rudimentarily uh, rudimentary, uh, just compared to us Souls like, but with guns. Like is that what it feels like? Like was, is there a little more depth like, to that? Well, it's. It's, it's still got that backbone. Like you still, you know, go to like uh, its bonfire equivalent, which are the, the world stone or whatever. And like all the enemies reset. Uh, it does not penalize you for death in that way, though. Like you'll you'll lose experience that you rack up, but like you don't go back to collect it. Like you're really like you don't lose any currency. You don't lose like no weapons or whatever. Uh, but like as if you're doing a run as many times as you fill that experience bar to the top, like you'll you'll build you know levels but that's the only yeah. way you really level up is by not dying too much but like you hard? have a chance to just go back um it's hard but it's not it's manageable okay like it's like i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't call it like it's not one of the hardest one of these that you'll come across but like it's sure. it's definitely going to push back in a way that feels okay yeah the first i mean the first game is probably on i don't know bloodborne level i, I didn't find bloodborne that difficult i mean it's not even that difficult <laughs> But it's probably yeah, like yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I say Bloodborne is probably a harder thing. Like that, that second to last boss fight in Bloodborne was actually murder. That's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a couple boss fights in Bloodborne I'm thinking about now, and having like mild PTSD. <laughs> yeah. No, I, okay. Well, I guess not. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's 
like probably two steps below difficulty in the Souls games. If that makes yeah, but like it's it's still fun. Like it doesn't yeah. feel trivial. Yeah, and like and you can like you can collect different cool weapons with uh, abilities that will feel like cheating, which is always fun. <laughs> so like you like you can get I got a gun that I used for most of the back half of that game that just puts like corrosive damage on enemies, and I kept uh, like leveling it up. So like initially it'll hit for like 30 damage a tick like as i'm spraying it's just 30 30 30 30 30 30 then when i'm not spraying it's doing like half that damage as dot damage for like a and like you get these little trinkets and stuff that you can use to like do percentage buffs for your build so like okay uh status effects last 12 percent longer or mods uh mod duration which is like the special abilities that your guns have will last 25 percent longer or whatever and so like you stack those sorts of things and just unleash hell on the enemy in terms of like abilities and buffs and stacks and like you'll watch you'll watch like all your shit just eat an enemy's health bar like immediately and like it's very satisfying and i can't like i did not get to play with any like co-op people but like it's up to three players co-op you and two other people like stacking you know abilities all crazy crazy. like yeah yeah, i can't imagine like how fun it's going to be to just destroy stuff in those situations over yeah, the as enthusiast says it's not Souls difficulty. If you're only used to like third person shooters that are like Gears of War, or Spec Ops, or whatever like that, this is definitely it's, that. it's much harder than that. Yeah, yeah, it is much harder than because you don't just sit back and shoot. Like enemies will get in your face. You do have to dodge roll like a Souls game, and you do have melee attacks and melee based abilities as well. Um, and you have to like heal while like walking and plays like Souls. So like there's there's some Souls DNA in it, but like it's shooting feels really really good. Um, and though the there's a lot of different enemies because like each world will have like a couple of different enemy types. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the fact that like the weak points are very specific to like what enemy you're fighting. Like there are zombie like enemies who like only their legs really matter because then you you knock them to the floor. So then they move much slower to get to you. And then like uh, robots will have like power cells like on their body somewhere. Um, so like you have to aim in different places to like really do the most damage to them. But every area will only have about four or five of those sorts of enemies. And like the way the way Remnant works is like it's generative. So like there are clearly areas that are pre-made, but in order to get to them, you have to traverse like a, a generated map. And that map um, oh, interesting. is like a big maze that will lead to several doors. Most of those doors are side areas that will lead to like, like a smaller mini boss that will give you some sort of reward, but you can ignore all that. And just head to the main door where you'll get to like the main actually created dungeon situation and like in that generated space um it feels like they will just throw a ton of enemies at you every few steps and it's like and it's not because they're those enemies are placed there it's because you cross some sort of invisible threshold or like there's one dummy enemy or like trap enemy that if you engage with it will trigger like a spawn of just a bunch of the same enemies to come and attack and like that can feel a little uh I can feel a little samey, yeah, in, in that area. But like, yeah, uh, that like almost sounds like the Chalice Dungeons in, in Bloodborne. Uh, well, no, those were all, those were like sort of generated, but they all there's a finite number of those. Like of Chalice Dungeons, yeah. There's a there's a finite like there, there's like different puzzle pieces to make them, but there is yeah that number of Chalice Dungeons. Oh, okay, whereas like, this, this is like, like everyone's yeah, gonna get a like, different. This is just a blob of a map. And like every time you go, you generate one because like it's not every time you go back in, you have to generate like a whole campaign and that campaign yeah. will stay like that until you generate a new one. But like those areas can be a lot more bland than the once you get into like a side area or a main area, those feel like actually um, yeah. put together dungeons. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. That's a interesting way to design things, I guess. Yeah, like um, it, it does. It does help a little bit with the uh, replayability because it's a game you're supposed yeah. to replay over and over again. Like it's not super sure, long. Sure. It's like twenty hours. Uh, I feel like to, to like get through the main campaign. And like, it has like a looter grind any, to it, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause you don't, you don't get anywhere near like all the stuff by the mm-hmm. end of the 20 hours. Like I only had like maybe four like special weapons, like from like boss drops and whatnot. And I fought more bosses than that, but like some will give you mutators that are like little things that tweak, like, like add extra effects to the, like the special gun that you have or whatever. I think, uh, David Adams, who's the president of uh, gunfire games. Uh, he, I think he said like, not even their own developers have seen everything in the game yet when on their yeah i imagine if it's just if the game's just making its own shit well i mean like yeah i mean like there's a lot of secrets in the game apparently to find which david adams put it in there david, if they haven't david, seen it uh, i'll dig it in there well i mean one person like the developers have all seen it but one developer has not experienced it all playing sure. the game uh, yeah, but, they, yeah. but david, david adams i mean like he loves his secrets in his games because you know darksiders and all that did those have a lot of secrets darksiders 2 did oh yeah that's right Dark Siders 2 was neat. I love that. It was like Siders. a little like Zelda and a little MMO all mashed together. Love yeah, that game was a little little padded, but it was it was a good time. Yeah, it was good. Dark Siders 2, you get a thumbs up for me. Uh going over a couple super chats quick before we talk about more stuff we've been playing. We got a trio of poo-poos. Our Dodger with a file don't know. Nick is a versatile man. He can manage many things, both poo-poo and papa. I like that. That's good wow. way to play. Wow. Simple Simon with a $2 dono. What about their first poo? Isn't it horrendous? I don't know. Is that a a, a child's first poo is that a thing i don't yeah yeah the first time a, a, like i don't i don't remember it smelling but it, it looks scary that's all <laughs> oh sure it's probably all sorts of blood and all sorts of goop they've been in like a little oh, goop God, no. for nine months you will imagine all sorts of weird shit that's coming out uh then simple simon with a five dollar donut i think nick likes poopoo as the hat the community has chosen uh daddy feels kind of forced in my opinion i don't i like daddy better which one do you like better nick none of them neither <laughs> <laughs> I only have Two I don't even have kids. The daddy thing doesn't even make sense. You don't need kids to be a daddy. I know. I said I only have dogs. Yeah. Your dog daddy. Yes. Uh, daddy daycare. That was a film. Red Dwarf, 42 with a file I don't know. Thank you so much, Red Dwarf. Hot take. Oh, my God. This is a hot take. Spec Ops Line, the most overrated game. One of the most overrated games of all time, and that includes the story. No. Mm, that is a hot take. That is a hot Damn take. Every. I mean, something has to be the most overrated game of all time. Breath of the Wild. Fuck you. <laughs> that is blasphemous. I was giving you the choice of daddy or poo-poo, and you chose violence. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's Spec Ops. I don't think Spec Ops is big enough to be the most overrated. I don't think so either. I feel like to be overrated, you have to be like GTA or Witcher or Skyrim or Mario. Like to be the most overrated. Right? Yeah, and none of the games you mentioned I would classify as overrated. Skyrim's dumb. Witcher's dumb. <laughs> I mean, the, the one, the one that game... make them overrated just because they're dumb. The one game I could think of from this year that's definitely overrated is Harry Potter. No one talks the about game? that game anymore. Remember the that game? game? <laughs> I don't think that game's overrated. People forgot about it. It's over. <laughs> the reviews were raving about it. They Remember? do that all the time. I know, it's overrated. The reviews were raving <laughs> like every Every Sony first-party game is overrated no nah, not the order 1886 <laughs> that's true it's right. not underrated days gone right. took like eight hours to get good <laughs> and it didn't get good it just got better um 
There you go. Days gone. Uh, and Messic Ted uh, with the nineteen ninety nine donut. Thank you so much. If there's one thing I learned from Final Fantasy fourteen, it's do not bother with. It gets good after the first fifty <laughs> levels. If you can't create player engagement by the time the game mechanics have been revealed, you've made a bad game. That's a really interesting point. And it sounds like you put fifty hours into Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen and might not have enjoyed it. So it <laughs> yes. sounds like you might be speaking. This sounds from vindictive. <laughs> I put fifty hours into that game and I want it all back. <laughs> yeah, everything's subjective because um, yeah, there are people who loved even the opening moments of that game and like who are still playing it for hundreds and hundreds of hours yeah. to this day. But then there's yes. like a lot of MMOs or even like MOBAs. They're like, oh, you're gonna hate the first hundred hours. I'm like, that's too many hours of my life yeah, to yeah, not yeah. Like, yeah i think i just hate this game like at that point the, yeah. the, the mmo genre is one I, I still haven't found the game that, to break me in like i'm and i'm keeping track of like four different ones this year yeah you keep trying are you getting get this farming one what's it called pa- the Pelia, pa- Pelia? pines or Pelia? Pelia. Mm-hmm. uh Pelia. i don't know it looks interesting probably not i don't think so not that so it doesn't you, look interesting you're saying you've nothing. never been into any mmo before like the most I've probably played was the DC Universe online one. And fan- For the audio <laughs> audience, Nick shook his head no. This is an audio <laughs> yeah, medium. <that's> true. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Fantasy Star Online does not count as an MMO because I've played a shit ton of that, but that's not an MMO. Yeah, I'm, I'm paying attention to like that Ashes of Creation one, but I should. That, that's, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> I don't know what any of these games are. Um, maybe, you just don't, maybe you just don't like the genre. Yeah, maybe you just don't like the genre. I mean, that, that might not. <laughs> Like some people just like, don't like like shellfish. They would need to they would need to make a different game that is an MMO. Like like I, not I, Destiny, but like how Destiny is sort of I think a, like a first like person tangential attack. MMO. Yeah, yeah, it takes MMO elements. They would need to go down a lot that of path the a lot of the upcoming like pull you. a lot of the upcoming MMOs like seem to have more physical action combat gameplay, which is mm-hmm. why I'm keeping track of them. Because like Star Wars, like the ones which just hit a thing, click a button until your health bar goes down. Which yeah, I know Diablo and all that, but until, <laughs> but at least the, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say at least the mission design in Diablo is fun, but no, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> this is a topic for another podcast. <laughs> oh no. Well, doesn't Diablo have like more MMO elements in it now? <clears throat> Diablo Four got big like social events. Yeah, yeah. like um, the butchers here. Everyone go fight the butcher. Get your meats. Get your butchers. <laughs> Um, Nick, you or either you guys, you guys been playing anything else? Uh, I've been playing quite a bit of uh, battle, or I've been playing a lot of Darkest Dungeon two. Finally got into it. Um, obviously, I did the dark documentary in the first game. I liked the first game. I never completed it. It just, I, I don't know. It doesn't, it didn't hook me for that long. Um, it just kind of, it's one of those games where I just got too frustrated with, even though I really, really liked it. Um, yeah. But Darkest Dungeon two has a much more simple progression system and also it plays a lot like slay the spire um interestingly enough so I've, I've really latched onto it like i really like it a lot um you know and i and i know like the dark darkest dungeon community like if you liked one you probably don't like two as much and if you didn't like one you probably like two a lot it's kind of the sequel yeah um hmm. so you know if you like roguelikes roguelites like you know slay the spire or any of the ones where you know even if you get far in and don't make it to the final boss like you still level up and you still earn stuff like you've made progress yeah you've you've made considerable progress throughout so um the game is really hard but like to me i know like some people complain about like the randomness and all that but it just doesn't feel overly random to me it just feels like slay the spire where if i can if i can get enough relics and and get my characters what they need like i can make it to the end so um 
and I really <laughs> the, the art narration is still top notch. So definitely give yeah. him a keep playing. Uh, been playing a lot of Battle Bit too, which is a much better nice. you know Battlefield than what's currently out for Battlefield. Even though twenty forty two has definitely had a comeback of sorts. Um, has it? Yeah, yeah. They, I didn't know that. Yeah, like they brought back class system and all that, and people are, the player counts are up quite a bit, so people are finally enjoying it. I think for the most part. Uh, and then lastly, I've been playing a lot of Halo Infinite again. Uh, they have added a ton of new maps into it. Um, the Forge maps that the community are making for like the remakes are incredible. I mean, they look just like remastered versions of the classic maps, and that's exactly what I wanted. So really actually having a good time with Halo Infinite lately, too. Look at that. All the dead games are back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not dead at all. The internet lied to us. And then all the other um, games I'm looking to try out, I can't talk about. So, <laughs> Ooh, you can bargo bust. That's fine. You don't tell anyone. Yeah, you will. Oh, no. I, I wouldn't tell anyone. I mean, it would be broadcast on the internet, so it would, <laughs> it would be bad. Um, yeah, I also, I, the game I'm reviewing tomorrow, can't talk about. I've uh, been uh, plugging away at more Pikmin 4. Uh, I really love Pikmin. Um I, I think I'm assuming if, if the trajectory continues, this is just going to be my favorite. This is just Pikmin three, but bigger and better, um, more interesting interlocking systems. Uh, they finally took sort of the underground dungeons of the second game and made them interesting um, instead of kind of annoying and procedurally generated gobbledygook. What felt like procedurally generated uh, gobbledygook. Um, and uh, I know a lot of people have asked, like, is this if I haven't played Pikmin or if I don't like Pikmin or can I try this? Should I try this? Uh, I just, you know, in terms of the, like these demos are incredible. Play the demo and the demos about the first three hours of the game. Uh, it is a slow opening 90 minutes or so. But then if you like that following 90 minutes, uh, you're probably going to dig the rest of the game and you can uh, your save file will transfer over, which is great. Every game needs to do that. Final Fantasy did it. Pikmin did it. This is great. I remember Dragon Quest Eleven had like a fucking like eight or ten hour demo that did that. Like it was just like the opening large chunk of the game. It was yeah. madness. Um, but uh, yeah, but it worked. Uh, it worked really well. So um, Pikmin Four. Uh, not this, this isn't going to be this isn't going to be goaty. But um, in terms of like a, sl- a slowish summer season, uh, I'm I'm heavily enjoying that. This is in my life. Uh, and then uh, replaying a bunch of old games. I finished uh, Eco, which uh, is still a fucking. 10 out of 10 classic. Have you guys ever played Eco? Yeah. It's, it's, man, it's really good. Um, it's it's Miyazaki's favorite game. Uh, the, uh, the Souls Miyazaki. Souls? Probably also Hayao Miyazaki's favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably both of the Miyazaki's favorite games. Uh, it is the game that got uh, uh, Souls Miyazaki into, like, that made him want to become a game designer. Uh, but that world is so cool. Like, the small interconnected castle, you see the... the um, influence it had over the souls like games and everything it's it's an absolute banger and i'm very curious what uh ueda and gen design are working on now with their game yeah they have a new thing coming right yeah epic's publishing it which is very weird i mean epic just has a lot of money um and they've shown some like art and it looks like a sad lonely boy (laughs) in a castle with a creature so that's pretty spot on uh, and then I've been replaying the old Final Fantasy games, uh, the Pixel Remasters. I finished one, I'm on to two. I've never played two or three, so it's been interesting. Um, I don't know, I like, they're nice, like, mindless JRPGs to to sort of tune out while I've been, I've been also watching reruns of the X-Files have been on TV. I haven't watched anything on broadcast TV in years. And then suddenly I turned my TV on one day, and it was just on broadcast TV, and an episode of the X-Files was airing. So every night 
from seven to ten, there's X Files. So right so, now I'm missing X-Files, I'm missing okay. one of my X Files episodes right now. Mm-hmm. But after this is done, I'm gonna go eat some dinner and watch some X Files. Very excited. That's it. I just I recommend the X Files. We don't everybody. We don't really have time to talk about today. But KC, have you been watching Foundation season two? No, not yet. Uh, is all of it's not out yet no, though? Just, right? Yeah, uh, like, episode three is this week. Yeah, I I, I would not be able to deal with having to wait for more episodes <laughs> of foundation so i will wait till that's out and then i'm binging the shit out of it it's yeah it's good production value is nick, come on higher. nick come on come on recap this week darren's gonna be out again come on recap tell us about foundation tell us about warrior tell us about your anime journey <laughs> okay this, again an audio medium <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> well no. i was trying to think like what anime if i watched i was like the only thing i watched was edge runner so <laughs> There you go. We'll you talk keep, about it. Going. Yeah, yeah, you gotta keep edging. I, I I got Jack Ryan season four to watch. I got Witcher finish up. I got Foundation to watch right now. I got Warrior to watch. I'm loaded. You know what you should not watch? Mm. Secret Invasion. I don't plan to. <laughs> I do want to watch Invasion though on Apple. <laughs> Regular Invasion. Oh, you gotta and, watch Hijack and, and Mr. Tickerton. Nick, you gotta watch Hijack. You will fucking love and, Hijack. And Mr. Tickerton brings up the new Taylor Sheridan show Lioness, which is like about a. Uh, uh, CIA. Yeah, it's Zoe Saldana and yeah. Nicole Kidman. I think. Yeah. So yeah, I watch it. Oh, I saw a trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah. More more dad shows. Yeah, it looks like garbage <laughs> special Paramount, ops. Paramount, I love. Paramount Plus is just dad plus. I mean, that's Taylor Sheridan is like that is oh so you you could be dad but you can't be daddy. What's going on I can here? Be dad plus. <laughs> Those two two very different things. <laughs> we call you dad plus. Can we call you daddy plus? No. <laughs> we meet in the middle. Um. But yeah, you should watch Hijack. That's the Apple TV Plus Idris Elba uh, plane plane gets hijacked, and then it's almost like in real time what what's going on during this hijacking, and it is great. I've not heard of this at all. It is great. It is it is it is sky trash. It is wonderful. It's <laughs> yeah, just people yeah, dealing, and every oh, and every hour watch. there's just a wrinkle. Oh god, I forgot there's Carnival Row season two as well. God, there's so much to do. There's so many games to play. So many TV shows to watch. I'm gonna I have so many up, movies the, the to watch. Thing. The most important thing, the Shyamalan twist. I haven't watched it yet. Apparently, Twisted Metal is good. I don't Fuck. believe that. The reviews came out. Darren likes it. What? That doesn't mean <laughs> anything. Is in the frame on Friday. <laughs> Twisted Metal is good. I don't want another show to end my list. Doubt. Fine. Twisted Metal Fuck. is good. That's that's the, I, that's the biggest anime betrayal of this I year. I think Darren, Darren just likes it because it's probably camp. <laughs> Yeah, he had like a deep-seated love for Anthony Mackie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he said he was... No, you're the one that says boring. He's like, man, if only Falcon was here. <laughs> he could have spiced things up. No, we better um, wrap up so KC... I don't can... believe it. I'll, <laughs> I just... I don't believe it. I don't think it's good. <laughs> I think I think it might be out now. I don't know when it's out, but I, I, I'm going to watch it all. I gotta, I'm so excited. I got to subscribe to Peacock anyways to watch uh, whatever it's called. Show and Continental and and Twisted Metal. Oh yeah, Poker Face. Mostly just when it's oh Poker Face is really good. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm watching The Good Place. There's two. I'm gonna die. Oh, you're watching The Good Place? Yeah, I'm almost done with it. Yeah, that's a great show. Oh my god, you just went. I'm like incredible final episode. Good. Um, good stuff. The Great Place. Uh, that that does it uh, for us, Uh, Casey. You're gonna be back in 20 minutes with the premiere episode of you and Jesse playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yes, I feel like Jesse's not going to like the this creed. game. <laughs> Interesting to the creed is also do we, good. Do, you, do we think Jesse's going to like this game? 
Uh, I think he'll like it. Like, there's a it lot rules. to like in Black Flag, though. I do think the main campaign is like the worst part. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's gonna be a tough. You might need to do some like because you gotta do a lot like, of the main campaign. Extracurriculars off screen, right? Yeah, you gotta do a lot um, of the main campaign to get like big boat stuff to happen. BBS, big boat stuff. Um, <laughs> ooh, don't go go that. Uh, what else do you got going on? Because uh, you'll have that Remnant Two uh, video review going uh, up shortly. Yeah, that should be dropped at some point. Um, I think uh, that that weird sponsored thing that I did should be going up soon. Yeah, so tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow morning you have a video uh, on a game that's coming out called Let's School. That's kind of like a theme park or theme hospital, but um, where you where you create a school and you went to an adventure, an anime school. school. You love anime. You love schools. Maybe (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I do anymore, but yeah, yeah, love schools. I don't know. I, I don't know that. Marty and John know there there was an idea for that uh, sponsored video that would have set the internet on fire, and they was like, "No, we don't want no any parts of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking it to our grave." There was the first cut. This is the Snyder cut. <laughs> I'm wondering how possible it is to make that video anyway at some point down the road. Let's just let's like, do it. Let's like do page, it and release a the only video. <laughs> we'll just release this bonus content. Now there you <laughs> go. Now you have to. You brought the idea up. You it's know the you know the channel's never gonna let you Look, let it I go. wrote I wrote the draft and I was very proud of it. I loved it. I it was great. <laughs> I think I I would make that video. I just need to get paid it was, for it. It would be it would be the bravest video we've had on the site. That concerns me. Anyway the, the thing that ended up coming out is yeah. still a fun time. Check it out. It'll help us out. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, like we just mentioned, the regular streams that I'm doing should be fine. Uh, should be back. Um, the Sigma show should be back this Saturday, I think. Not this Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I didn't do it last week because um, I was very busy and I kind of forgot to prepare. But I won't do that this time. I promise we'll get a, we'll get a show up. So uh, that's pretty much it for me. We'll come up with a run of show during game night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be at the, the God tier game night. Oh, yeah. And if you're in the top tier of Patreon, uh, t- uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Central on uh, on Saturday, we're going to be playing Mario Kart. Ooh. I can't believe they made eight of those. What a time to be alive. Nick, what do you got going on? Uh, I'll be back for probably wrapping up Gears of War Judgment tomorrow with a new guest. Marty won't be there. We'll have somebody brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to see a new streaming talent, come join us for that. Uh, Still a test, not brand new. Uh, mostly brand new. Uh, that's that's it. I don't know. Live premiere of Adventures Nine Season Three, Episode One, on Saturday. So we oh, can yeah. watch it all together. What time is that at? Do we know yet? It'll be 11 a.m. Central. Excellent. Um, yeah, and then we should have a full full roster of slates throughout the weekend. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Nick Nick and uh, the surprise guests will be playing uh, Gears of War Judgment. Uh, we're going to be doing either our we're going to start Portal tomorrow night at the normal time, or we'll be doing our punishment stream. We will figure out. Regardless, show up and get to, you'll get you'll get something in the Half Life CU uh, at that time. So show up for that. Uh, Friday, Frost and Will uh, at the normal uh, Childhood Classics time are going to be playing uh, Crashed Warped. Crash Bandicoot 3, and then uh, yeah, we'll be doing game night. We'll figure that out. Is it a community game night? Do we know yes. what's going on? And we'll figure that off. Sure. Okay. Was, might, okay. Might just, yeah. It'll probably be a Halo Infinite this weekend so that people can see all the new maps. You just want to... I like how you said, we're going to start the vote. It's Halo Infinite. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot going on this week. <laughs> uh, 
Perfect. Uh, thank you guys uh, so much for hanging out. Uh, this was breakout episode number 96 uh, for Casey and Nick. This was Marty. Thank you guys, as always. And tune back in in about 20 minutes. Casey and Jess will be back starting Assassin's Creed for Black Flag. We'll see y'all then. Bye, Bye everybody. Peace. Thanks for all the Super Chats memberships and patrons. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thank you.